five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome, everyone, to Truth, Beer, and Podsequences. How did that opening sound? It was, it, was that cut off at the beginning? A, a little. I didn't, I didn't move the slider up fast enough, but it's good. You sound Hello, great. Welcome, everyone, to Truth, Beer, and Podsequences. <laughs> so this is a podcast where my co-host and I, um, we recap all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week. Uh, and hopefully there aren't too many consequences from the host of the other podcasts. Um, we we kind of got dinged a little bit last well, week. Yeah, we got a little bit of a ding. A little bit of a ding. And then, you know, maybe something coming up. We we'll will see. see. Thank you to our gracious <laughs> podcast host. Every week we get together at a gracious podcast host. This week we are back. back at Higher Gravity Summit Park. Thank you, Higher Gravity Summit Park, for being such a gracious podcast host. Cheers to producer Jason for... Helping get a get us set up, and I believe producer Nick will be uh, taking over That's here in right. a bit. Yeah, yeah, fun, yeah. Th- fun night, fun night. And uh, so I am Marco. I'm a taproom manager here locally. That other voice that you heard belongs to the best host in Podcastlandia. I'm Julia. I drink the craft beer. I compile calendar entries. I there are other things that Marcus says that I do. I, I edit the podcast. I write stuff for Beer Vent, and I just cause general mischief and mayhem. Yes. Yeah. I mean, among other things. Sure. There are, there are always other things. There's like, you do things. more than just taproom manage. You do other things, I like do. Yeah. drink. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There, I'm sure there's something else. I just, you know, it, it fails me. Yeah. We have a third voice tonight. You do. At least for, at least for a bit of time. A little yeah. bit, yes. A little bit. So, uh, I mean, first-time guests introduce themselves, but you are not a first-time guest or even a second-time guest. Correct. You are like a... What, what would this be? Is this four? I think four or five? Three. Three. Three or four. Do we count the live episodes? See, the, the, we get into yeah. a whole, like, whole range well, we had to count it of for what Danny. we count. That's true. We did count uh, it for Danny. Yeah. The so. live episode may have counted. Uh, well, would you say he's a fifth time guest? Because with the live episodes sure. showing up here, BCs, I mean, you're, you're, you're probably... I'm a regular. Yeah, you really are. I think you are probably our most... Most uh, no. most repeated well, guest. Yes, there's a f- there's like a most repeated official guest. Official, because right. there's been a producer that has sometimes shown isn't. Up I'm, that I'm is. talking about like they're on mic, they're talking podcasts with. Right. Us. If they're official, just if official. they're just sitting around hanging out, that doesn't count because they're not yeah. participating in the actual show. So, right. Joe, you are king. So welcome back. I am the Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm the king of pop. Yes, King of, uh, King of Pop Cats. of the German world. Yeah. There we go. There, it is. there we go. <laughs> I love it. I Michael love it. Jackson of German dancing. There you go. Before we get too far into the weeds, uh, Mark, do you want to go over our disclaimer? Yes. For the people? So the thoughts and opinions on this podcast are ours and ours alone. They do not reflect any any entity that we may represent, such as our full time jobs or higher gravity. If you have anything you want to discuss with us, reach out to us at you know our email address. Uh, and we will give that to you at the end of the podcast. That is for Julia and I. Joe can speak for himself. <laughs> I am not affiliated with you guys. <laughs> Smart I just move. showed up and you sh- you, you um, had a you microphone, shoved, ready. You were a like, microphone in my face. Take this. Take yeah, this. You are now so part weird. of this, we whether you want to or not. Ready. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's amazing. It's almost like we had a little warning. 
that uh, that someone would be showing up. Uh, gotcha. Anyway, this is this is in all for all intents and purposes a craft beer podcast. Yeah, and it wouldn't be a good one if we weren't drinking some type of craft beverage. Right, we're not like uh, those fake ass ones that don't drink. Just fake drinking. Day I think in there's and a day couple out. of those that we might be talking about. Oh, there are more than one. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, Joe, you were gracious enough to buy Marco and I a belated birthday beer. Thank yes. you, Joe. So Marco and I are both enjoying some lunch from Main, Main Beer, beer Co. Company. And it's so goddamn good. Lunch, lunch for dinner. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. only thing that's better is breakfast for dinner. Yes. Or dinner for dinner. But that's few and far between. Yes. Yes. What about you? Uh, you picked out something interesting. I picked out a non-alcoholic beer. It's by Untitled Art, and it's called uh, Chocolate Milk, I mm-hmm. believe. Chocolate Milk Stout? Yeah. yeah. What do you think? It's one of my favorite NAs it's from Untitled Art. My mind has uh, been changed, I think, mm-hmm. um, on the NA front, in the a, non- non-alcoholic beer front. In a good way, bad way? Like, I, I don't know what your thoughts were on it before, so I'm not... Or do you want to save that for... An episode of well, your show. Something you that we're going to cover into. next week. It might, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll cover it okay. next week okay. for sure. But um, you guys. So oh, you're coming back. Teaser. Oh, Maybe. no, I won't be back. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I never coming back. back. I'm, like, no, no, I'm <laughs> never coming back. <laughs> not coming back. No, 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 no. Well, we'll okay. see. We'll see. Yeah. All uh, right. But, um, well, I'm glad you, you're here after the uh, shenanigans of Ooh. what we're going to talk about uh, yes. next. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, what do you have any thoughts on this? NAB it's in good. particular. Okay. No, it's good, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But um, it's no secret. Um, during Higher Gravity famously gave us the NA beer. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Mexican lager. Uh, or Mexican style lager. I forget. Um, I did not enjoy that. That was an untitled art one. Yeah, there, there, are, there are some that are definitely much, much better than others. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, but uh, uh, Caroline purchased a uh, mix pack, and we um, we drank a few of those. Nice. And, from uh, Untitled Art? From Untitled Art, yeah. Oh, those, nice. the majority of those are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was the American Gold, there was the Juicy IPA, the thing, the regular IPA, and then... Um, Did they have the, uh, was it the Italian Pilsner? Italian Pilsner, yep. Yeah. That one was. So that, that, that one was. That, you'll talk about that next week. All right. That one, cool. uh, if I remember right, I thought uh, I almost would say it slapped. Mm, <laughs> it was bussin' bussin'. I don't know if it's You don't bussin', know if it's bussin' bussin'. bussin'. It's been a, oh, I'm sorry. It's been, been a, a while, while since I've had that one. Uh, but let's get into, into some podcasts because, Joe, you're not able to be here for the entire evening. So let's make sure that we make the most out of the time that you do have with us so yeah, that definitely. we get to go over things. Um, the podcasts that we're going to talk about this week um, are the Craft Parenting Podcast, Episode 100, the bottle share shenanigans that... <laughs> Still rehydrating. Oh my God. Still rehydrating from that one. Still drinking lunch for dinner. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's, it's, you know, there's water in it. It's technically, you know, somewhat hydrating. Uh, We're going to talk about a national podcast that um, it's my first time listening to it. Uh, The Brewbound podcast. They talked about Ryan Geist and the ownership changed. Or did they? We'll get into that one. Uh, Cincy Brewcast talking about non-alcoholic beers. There seems to be a trend going on yeah. right now, and that's fine. And then last night's episode of The Weekly Pint, which, you know, it's it's a podcast now. It's not just a, yeah. a live Facebook show. Um, and just a tease for next week. Um, mm-hmm. We already know we're going to talk about craft, parent, craft parenting pod, non-alcoholic. 
You already know we're also going to discuss the uh, latest episode of Go Beer Cats. Yes, yes. Next week, uh, we are definitely going to be covering Go Beer Cats because they talked about the six core Cincinnati IPAs or what they think they are, um, just due to a, a timing thing and kind of a miscommunication. Um, my fault. <laughs> no, it's my fault. It's clearly my fault. Um, but anyways, yes. So we'll gonna, cover that one next we'll week that to make sure that we, that we both have it Anything else, to. Julia? Uh, I think I think that's all that I have as far as Cincinnati-based podcasts or podca- po- blah, 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 podcasts that are based on Cincinnati beer. Um, but we have a couple other things to discuss. There might be another one or two that pop in next week. Yep. Um, we just have to make sure that we have our, our listening schedules synced for that. Yes. So let's dive right into Craft Parenting Podcast, episode 100. 100. Yes. The Great Bottle Share. Yes. Or its subtitle, Julia Stops Saying, Let's Get Back on Track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had, we, I say the we, this isn't this isn't our podcast we're talking about. <laughs> Joe and Caroline no, Joe had an here. amazing, well, I, I guess so. I guess so. There yeah, was, I am included in the we. Okay, it's okay. So I'll say we had a I great mean, group you, of people that got together. <laughs> and you did a really good job keeping people on track. I, I was tried. just like... <laughs> Joe said the one, but was like, I'm, I'm done. So the people that were in attendance, Joe, Caroline, Tony, the Gnarly Gnome, Marco, myself, and Dibba Josh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my God. It was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, there was no Google Doc for the episode. Or at it least was, none that I saw. No, it was blank. Joe it said, Doc, 100 and I, episode, and then it listed who was there, and then it was blank. And it was blank. <laughs> yeah. And that may or may not have been a good idea because Joe let us run wild, and wild we ran. Yeah. Yeah. There may have been some uh, discussions about Thomas, the tank engine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and a little... Been. There were, no, it was in it, the first, like six minutes this is true it was <laughs> off the rails <laughs> trains before yes. wow we even got started although we all also had had more than one beer before we started recording which could have been yeah. part of the problem <laughs> we, we pre-gamed pretty hard <laughs> we did i think uh someone may have gotten iced uh, more than just someone some ones <laughs> may have gotten iced. yeah yeah and yeah yeah the consequences uh they happened. How many? They've iced they, me at least twice. Did I, they ice you at least twice? Now that I, night I only got iced once, but Caroline that was showed up once. and iced me. Yes, on our last on, birthday. Yeah, on our I think. yeah, yeah. Because it was it was when we were at BC's because she brought the the brown paper bags with the homebrew in it that she was which giving we, to us. Which I, she awesome. handed it to me. I'm like, this is nice, isn't it? And she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, she's sneaky like that. Um, so yeah. Pro tip, if you ever get together with Joe and Caroline for an episode, be careful. Ask them to get you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it yourself. Oh, my God. There was a lot of talk about muffin tins and bottle shares. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if you uh, don't know, that's when you take a muffin tin to a brewery. If they have more than like their typical flight board worth of beers that they're releasing, and they pour a little bit into each muffin tin, and God help you as you try to drink it without spilling a drop. Yes. Some say a straw is the professional you, way uh, to drink go. it from a straw. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love like it's, a, it's like that uh, 
that play, Once Upon a Mattress, it was the whole challenge. Once Upon a Muffin Tin. <laughs> Once Upon a Muffin Tin. It's like, you know, you know she's the one to marry. If she, if can, she can do it, yeah. Drink out of Tony was very tin. concerned about that. He was like, okay, wait a second, a, a Muffin Tin, I don't, how is this supposed to work? Right. The whole logistics of that. <laughs> he was, he was very, very concerned about it. Oh. Good freaking Lord. What I should have done for this episode, and in hindsight, maybe I'll go back and re-listen and give people a count next week on how many times I said something <laughs> about let's try to get us back on track or like to try to come back to the point of the oh, episode the or the game. title. I tried so hard <laughs> to make sure that Joe wouldn't have a terrible time going, I can't but use any Joe's of this because job. it's on. It yeah, was my but job. I, it, yes, but... I was a terrible producer. Well, okay, so we had... Producer Josh. So let's. Do we want to blame him for some of that? Yeah. Yeah. He, well, <laughs> he, sh- he showed up at the end. Did you? Did he you did. catch that? Yeah, he did. He did. He yeah. Yeah. He was great. Um, but I, I did. I'm just kind of like, okay, we're all. If you leave us all to our own devices, there is no staying on track. No. For anything. So and, I'm like, and I knew that. <laughs> so my in. thought was like, you know, let me just try to like help out and make sure, because my my big thing was. I was so worried we were just going to be all over the place and you wouldn't have anything you could use for the episode you wanted. So I'm like, let me just try to <laughs> rein us all in. And I'm like, oh, instead of doing, I, I kind of did it, but I ended up just making fun of myself for saying, okay, to tie this back to bottle shares, <laughs> which it, it was listening back to it. I, oh my God, it was great. It was absolutely great. It was it was a lot of fun, and thank yeah. you for the invite. Yeah. And, um, it it was just it was a great time, and you yeah. were great hosts. And I mean, not that anybody worried about that because we knew no. you were going to be. And the the podcast I think turned out um, a very fun representation mm-hmm. of the fun that we had. Was this your longest episode? Because it clocked in um. at about like an hour and forty minutes. Um. There was an episode that we did with uh, Brock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was about an hour and 40 minutes. It was. So we might, it might be, be the longest It might episode. be the longest, All yeah. right, all right. I'll take the win. I'll claim it um, as a win, and, and we'll, we'll take that. Yeah. <coughs> well, let me, let me ask it to get... Back on track? Really, no. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you started and now you're at 100 episodes, and I don't think we talked about this very much at all in the podcast... What was exactly like you expected, and what's been absolutely not at all like you've expected in your hundred episode quest on this podcast um, with the podcast? Yeah. So um, having a marketing background, I knew that any content creation is it's difficult. It's difficult to keep up. Mm-hmm. Difficult to. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of work on the back end. Like I do custom thumbnails for the episodes. I do social media posts. I do um, I do Photoshop. I, we have a website, so I you do keep the editing that. of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I do the editing. Um, and I, I, I know all the te- I have the technical skills for that, but it's time consuming. So um, I had no idea that. You know, we would make it to 100 episodes because of that, because of the small kids or whatever. Um, so I was kind of, su- that's probably a, a surprise for me um, that we would uh, make it that far. Um, there hasn't been any uh, 
you know, it's been fun. Did you find... There hasn't been any... Um, did you find it easier to keep doing episodes? I mean, and some, there were some breaks. It wasn't every single week there was something. Sometimes there were, you know, a week or two where... Kids get Just with sick. life, kids get sick, you yeah. guys get sick, vacations, whatever. Did you find it easier or harder than you thought to keep making episodes? Because a lot of times I think Gnome called it um, podcast fade to where life happens, you miss a week, and then something else happens, and eh, maybe you end up missing two weeks, and then slowly you do one yeah. episode a month, and then it slowly that's the, just that's fades the out. That's the trap you, that you fall in. Right. Did you find it easier to keep doing content than you thought, or was it... Sometimes a struggle to where you're like, if if we're going to put something out, we need to do this. Otherwise, it's not going to happen at all. Does that question make sense? Um, always the family comes first. So sure, sure. if if something goes on, um, I'm not going to you know kill it. We're not going to kill ourselves to do an episode. Mm -hmm. um, but did you find that it was easy on those weeks for the next week or the next time that you were able to there like hasn't been any were excited fatigue. enough to kind no, of okay, there, good, there hasn't good, been any good. fatigue in, on that front, which okay. is so to me, you know, going into it having that experience in the professional world mm -hmm. of doing content, um, understanding what it entails, um, you know, the strategy and stuff. Um, I think knowing that hill that you have to climb going in. Mm -hmm. That's helpful because it makes sense. it helps you um, understand what it takes, and you can put in as much or as little as you want. Like I know you guys do, you probably do automatic uh, YouTube to Facebook. Mm -hmm. You don't even yeah. have to post it, probably. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we and go through the, pod meetings, that, that's so we fine. just check the boxes. Yeah, that's said. fine. Yeah, um, but it, it's it's whatever you want to do. It's how, how, how much time you have and mm -hmm. how much time you want to put in. Right. And a lot of it is sometimes starting because you have to submit your podcast to all the different places you want people to be able to find your podcast at. You have to, you know, research if the host that you have can do things like automatically push to Facebook, YouTube, to, you know, wherever, or are you going to have to do that manually? And I think some of that the time that you got into podcasting was very close to to when Marco and I got into it. Yeah. We had we were lucky enough, you know, the three of us, that we had enough resources, even just locally, that were doing podcasts that knew kind of what was going on to we weren't going into it blind. Or at least th that's always my take on it. Like I know that when we started we already knew from being lucky <coughs> enough to talk with, you know, the gnome, like, hey, if we want to do this what are some things we need to be aware of? And, you know, just, just the internet. I mean, if you want to look up, you know, what are the, the downsides of starting a podcast, you have all that information yeah. to where understanding some of those things, like, well, you're going to have to spend time submitting it to the different places you want it to be on, or, you know, do you want it to be able to auto-upload to YouTube, to Facebook, to wherever? And so I think some of the challenge of it um, was removed or at least... Uh, it, was, it wasn't a surprise. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, there's still effort that has to go into either, like for us, we don't have to come up with a topic for every episode. It's just the podcasts that are out there. So it's kind of easy in that respect, where for you and Caroline, it's, you know, what beer do we want to talk about, what beer style, or, you know, what, you know, what family event or what, you know, like you have to come up with an actual 
idea Sketch for a on. topic for yeah. right for what you want to do, and the fact that you've been able to do that for well coming on 101 episodes now yeah. is so freaking cool, and, and I am so beyond excited for you guys. We've for never it. Um, had a shortage of ideas. Good. Like, Good. Which is also surprising, I think. Do you have like a big notebook or whiteboard or something or like some we kind of form or document? You have a Google Doc yeah. <laughs> with all the ideas. I love that. I yeah. love. We've uh, we've tried to do that for like bonus content ideas and all that, and it's it's tricky. It really is. So huge kudos to you guys for and sending me coming up sending with me all a Google Doc's a bad idea. Yeah, that's that's technology, Marco. Kind of. Yeah. Struggles sometimes. It, it's I'm, nice because kidding, you can both edit it at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Very, very oh, true. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to pull from one of the, the main jokes uh, from episode 100, to get kind of back on target here and talk a little bit more about the episode, <laughs> <laughs> which was actually my next note that I had written down, is I tried so hard to keep things on track, and it just turned into a big joke. And I say a big joke in... Like a positive way. Like I don't think anyone was like, Julia, just shut the fuck up and let us talk. Just, <laughs> just, just stop. But it was. I don't it think anyone funny. thought that. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't think so. But I think that it just became funny because it's like, boy, we're we're going off the rails, and Julia's just like, okay, let's just let's try. To <laughs> try <laughs> like to trying not. to be the mom. Oh my god! One of the fun things that we talked about for a bit. This wasn't a huge part of the episode. Was to all the breweries, disclose your ingredients on the bottle. Uh, if not all of them, you know, the major allergens, stuff like that. And that was a, a so pretty that, detailed topic because I forget what beer it was, but we were going to open something and Marco, you're like, yeah, it sounds great, but I can't have it. And I can't touch it. And, it, you know, we're reading, oh, it was the um, one of the Milwaukee beers that I brought because there was absolutely nothing on the label that told you anything about it. Yeah. So everyone was looking up, like trying to look up on Untapped or their website, like, can anyone find what's in this beer to see if it's going to kill Marco or not? <laughs> and I don't think we ever found anything that, conf- that like, was, was, you know, solid enough to where we felt like Marco could have some. So breweries, and, and a lot of the ones locally do... I feel like do a decent job of at least listing the allergens or the major allergens. So as we're recording this, uh, Craft Brewers Conference is going on, and I believe it's Nashville mm-hmm. right now. Correct. Cape or not, one of the um, pretty pretty uh, prestigious beer writers uh, is there and did tweet out a series of tweets. Uh, rulemaking projects that we do as the Craft Brewers Association know the TTB will undertake Mandatory allergen labeling on alcohol. Mandatory alcohol facts labeling, i.e. nutrition labels. Ingredient labeling. Expect more on these next year. Okay, cool. So at least so it's, it's at least moving push, forward. Nice. Yeah, at least is the there. push to that is happening. Good. That's so that, awesome. that's the national, um, the government mm-hmm. pushing, pushing a rule for that? That's the Craft Brewers Association pushing for that pushing to have that on the labels that the ttb has to approve that's not the ttb saying we're going to start requiring exactly so okay Okay. so it's still not going to be a government requirement but if you're part of the craft brewers association they're probably going to strongly push that all of their members do that which i mean that's fair i mean at least an effort is being made and i mean if it turns out that people stop buying x beer because they don't have any ingredients on their label well it's not even stop buying. It's they're they're not going to be able to put it out. 
they want the TTB. Oh, they're, I see what you're saying. They want the TTB to require it. I see what you're. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. They're, they're lobbying to the, the craft. Okay. Brewers, the craft, okay. The craft brewers association is wanting the TTB to require require that. Okay. The way that the way that I interpreted what you said was the members of the Craft Brewers Association are going to want to require that for their members to put on their bottle, and they will hope the TTB then requires. Okay, I, I misunderstood yeah. what you said there. Okay. At least, I mean, I, at least that's my understanding of the tweet itself. Sure, sure. <laughs> we, we could all be wrong. You never know. Hey. You never know. Uh, let's see. There were some very strong feelings of, kind of on the subject of ingredients, mushrooms. Very, very strong mm-hmm. opinions on yeah. that fact. Yes. Don't call something a pepperoni pizza if it includes mushrooms. No, because it's ever... a pepperoni and mushroom pizza. Right. That's right. what that is. Did you guys ever find out the name of that pizzeria so we can all call them and like <laughs> no. give them hell no. for, for something that wasn't even part of our... God, that was in 2015. I, I don't even know. I, you know what? I hope they close if that's how they're going to run their pizza place. <laughs> hey. No, I don't want any, any small business... Uh, to, to close unless they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. mushrooms on things that are not supposed to have mushrooms on them. Yes. I mean, it's simple You could as that. kill someone. Like somebody you order a cheese someone. pizza and they toss mushrooms on it. It's like, what the hell is this? It's a mushroom mm-hmm. pizza right. now. Right. Oh, no, but we had extra mushrooms. Yeah, well, give them to somebody else. <laughs> give them to someone who ordered mushrooms. Give them to someone who cares. Very strong opinion. <laughs> we always have very strong opinions well, on this Well, Napa podcast. Valley is like a... You have, I guess, I can disclose this, but we went to Napa Valley um, on our honeymoon in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, and Napa Valley is—it's like elevated food, kind of like French food. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very similar to that. It's like—it's—it's it's kind of like the places that. And then. That say San that they're Francisco fam- had a lot of rice aroni. <laughs> San Francisco was good food too. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like the place that charges you. Like 19 bucks for a burger because they put an egg on it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like an egg doesn't need to be... It's delicious. I, don't, I have no problem with eggs on burgers, but you don't need to do that. You don't need to put mushrooms on every pizza. That and um, that, that kind of food, they tend to uh, regard mushrooms as like a delicacy, I guess. I can buy a thing of mushrooms at Kroger for like 99 cents. They well, are not I mean, a delicate... I mean, I know certain mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, black truffles, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's like a, I, I guess it's, they, do, they just don't think about it because they, they assume, and that's the problem, they assume. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It was still a really interesting part of, <laughs> of the, the night that I only remember bits and pieces of. Uh, let's see. What <laughs> I'm glad that it was recorded. That way you can yes. remember it. Yes, it was, it was all kinds of great. Uh, did we finally expose the true original producer David during this episode? You definitely you need to listen, to listen to find, to find out, out because we know that Joe and Caroline are snitches sometimes. <laughs> I know. And What's this up with that, was Joe? no and this was no different. So uh, if you've ever questioned the actual existence and identity of the the OG producer David, episode one hundred of Craft Parenting Pod is for you. Exactly. Uh, let's see. I only had two other notes on this, and then we can kind of keep discussing stuff That's about how had. freaking cool it is that you guys hit 100 episodes. Um, one of the more serious topics that we talked about was 
about uh, was it COVID or something else that changed the momentum of bottle shares? Yeah. Such as like you know ordering online for your releases, pre-ordering your releases. Um, we were talking in in the show that it seemed like those those bottle shares were starting to taper off anyway because people were starting to do releases two, three times a week in the middle of a week, you know, like a, a Tuesday, a Wednesday release where people are like, we can't do this. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that everyone was think, correct that they started yeah. not being the, I don't know if they were falling off, but they weren't well, the same, but then COVID We go into it on the pod, but I, mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, I guess to sum up essentially what I was trying to convey is I think that uh, COVID was the uh, stake through the heart. Mm-hmm. For for that, you know, and and, and a lot of it out of necessity. People still needed to sell their beer, so doing it online, doing the pre-sales, you know, just show up whenever you want to pick it up. It had to happen in order for those places to continue to yeah, sell exactly. that product. But then once people had that convenience, and they're like, "Hey, I don't have to show up at a brewery at six o'clock in the morning, wait in line outside, depending on the weather for who knows how long." for a chance to get some bottles and you know as long as everyone ahead of me doesn't get you know the full allotment yeah. I can just order it online you know granted it still might sell out before you can get your order placed but there's much less risk involved and once you order it's like well I can show up anytime within the next week or two to get it it did remove a lot of the the reason to have those bottle shares and to bring those muffin tins out to breweries for uh, for you know straw events and what have you but I don't know. I think that uh, people are starting to do them again, but more in their own homes, like more kind of like what you did for the hundredth episode. It's yeah. They're I've, more... I've seen some pictures in the beer groups mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I don't remember which one. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, did I see it in this group? This group? This yeah. group? That group? Was it in individuals' posts that I'm friends with? But that's also in all these other groups, and it all blurs together. It does. Yeah. There yeah. are so many groups now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did notice that you know people have been gathering more at the the individuals' homes, right? Um, and on the topic of COVID, or you know, I think Listerman was um, Listerman started doing the weekday, mm-hmm. and Listerman to me is a uh, is the catalyst for the beer, mm-hmm. uh, or, or it was the catalyst. It was one of the main beer shares. Yeah, I say one of the big three: um, yeah. Listerman, Braxton, Braxton and Street, um, Street Side. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, um, and once they moved, I think they were trying to be more ambitious, maybe do more sales or whatever. Um, so they were doing you know Tuesday releases plus Saturday releases, mm-hmm. like during the same week. Right. Sometimes. Right. Um, and it just became too much, and then COVID, um, kind of like Marco said, stake through the heart. Yeah. Do you think they'll come back? Do you think, like, you know, from the ones that uh, that you and Caroline went to, do you think they'll come back? And if they do, is that something that, and I'll ask both of you, is that something that you guys would want to participate in again? Like the the, the, the old school you're, you know, sitting in, in a camp chair in front of, you know, Listerman or Streetside two hours before this release with a bunch of people that have, like, little plastic cups or, you know, <laughs> their muffin tins or whatever, yeah. just just sharing I, beer. Like, is that something that you think is or could come back? And if so, are you interested in doing those anymore? I, I didn't participate in line culture um, previously. Um, I don't I, I, I don't plan on it. In the future, uh, I'm not saying never. Uh, if something comes up where 
it's fun and interesting to me, I would. Mm-hmm. I also would not, and, and I don't scoff at anybody who would want to. Uh, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know. Given the efficiency and just the 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 way that you can spread things out now, I don't know if any brewery really wants that sort of release or approach um, in their in their business model. And if they do. Uh, it was a lot of work, you know. Mm-hmm. Good, good for them if you do, but I, I don't. I don't know, um, you know. And if you can, if you if you want it, and you can make it happen, great. Um, but if you just want to release something and, and have it as it currently stands, where you can go online, you can get an allotment, you can show up over the next five days and pick it up or whatever, you know that that works too. Because then what happens is, you know, you can you can spread it out to sort of a, a more typical schedule cadence Mm -hmm. you know if you're if you're planning for something huge on a tuesday morning it's a lot more difficult too because i mean i know just speaking from running a a tap room i mean if you want to schedule a a release of something that's going to be extremely huge on a tuesday morning most of the time your your slate of bartenders only has one or maybe two people, including the GM, mm-hmm. that are able to be behind the bar. Uh, and so, if you're going to do that, I mean, you're you're just you're you're causing a bottleneck and a stress on a business that is really not set up to have that kind of. Or that's even or necessary. Right? It's not necessary. Joe, what are your thoughts? If Lister, well, my thoughts on that are, um, you know. My life has changed dramatically since, you know, COVID. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> with two kids. I mean, we had Lily. Congratulations on that. We had um, yes. Lily before COVID, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, 2018, 2017, when, you know, we did participate, we only did like maybe twice, mm-hmm. three times. Um, yeah, I don't think that's feasible for for us now, <laughs> unless we get a babysitter, mm-hmm. which who's going to babysit our kids at, you know, six thirty in the morning. Hey, the so morning. we can, you know, go out unless and it's an overnight. wait in line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is hard to schedule and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if Listerman, you know, tomorrow said, Hey, we're doing, you know, check just like, you know, in the old days. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I, you know, the people would show up necessarily. I think people have I, moved on. I think that there's still a good amount of people that would. I don't, th- I don't think it would be the same as it was. But I think that there are still a good number of people from, you know, kind of those, you know, old school days of, of the, the bottle the younger, lines. the younger and the generation is right, there. Right, right, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it would be more of the the more old school, the people that... We remember the days when we would, you know, sit outside at, you know, the butt crack of dawn waiting for this and all that. I think there would still be a small subset of the beer community that would still love to do that again. Not not as frequently as it used to be, but that would still love to re-experience that a few times. Um, Yeah, I, I don't think it's... It would ever get to be the way that it was to where you have you would have lines for Fiona that would go 
half a mile around the block. You know, yeah. and obviously not every one of those people are participating in a bottle share. Right. But you also have to think about for, like what you said, Mark, the strain on the business for doing it at a time like that where you have to be there. You have to, you know, you only have this window of time to potentially get the beer before the allotments run out, that type of thing. If you can do what you're doing now, like what I do for Sonder and Family Traditions, you know, I was able to get the bottles that I wanted online. I had... I don't remember if, the, if it was a full week that I had to pick it up at, but it was something to where I could go and pick a time that worked for me to go get those bottles. And because I didn't feel like I was sitting at a brewery at, you know, eight in the morning, I could just go up and we actually recorded up at Sonner. That was yeah, the we name did. we did there. We, I was able to go up and just get my bottles and relax and have a beer without feeling like the place is packed because everybody that wants this beer is here at the exact same time and what, um, it, and what did what did that eliminate from the previous experience it, it alleviated having to be there at you know before dawn it alleviated having to be there and it worked around work. my schedule not theirs yeah, yeah. And, and um you missed out on a bottle share mm-hmm. out in front of the place which again I'll, i'm not trying to be the fun police it's not no, legal no. No, no. No. Uh, it, and so I, don't, I don't know if you could get in, if the brewery could get in trouble for that. I, th- uh, yes. I don't know. Would it be the brewer? Would it just be because be you're brewery. on? Well, but if you're on the sidewalk, if that's considered public property, would that be the individuals? Like how? It's not though. Okay. Okay. I, again, these are all the little the legalities well, that I don't it, know. So that's why I'm, I'm I'm asking. Like a place like at Sonder, that's that's there. Side, it's the the public sidewalk. Oh, public. I that's oh I was thinking Listerman. I see what you're saying for Sonder, right? If you're that. Once you, if there's a, if there is indeed a patio area, there is a, a, a distinct line where Correct. Between you are the patio drinking and now, the, you are drinking okay, okay. on on the uh, the the sidewalk, side, which now is city public, property, which is how Gnome got arrested. Fun story. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where he be at? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's probably working or taking care of the horse or you know something. I don't know. Making spaghetti. Making spaghetti. Most likely making spaghetti. Yeah. Horse. Yeah. From Weekly Pint last night. I missed it. Uh, yes, he, he had a horse galloping around uh, upstairs, so okay. he, may be, he may be taking care of the horse. And, and Gnome, if you're listening to that, you know that I mean that in like the best way possible. All right, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about that one later. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, you said that, you know, bottle shares and stuff, that, you know, not really your thing particularly. They never but were. But, if, but, and but again, here, but I don't... Here's, here's, I don't. A, here's a situation for you, like, that I would be curious... What would be a situation that might make you go to one, even if you're not participating in the bottle share? Um, let's say Sam Adams for a Utopia's release. They said, hey, we're releasing it on this day. The doors are going to open at this time. You have to do this in person. And we'll just pretend that legally, whatever, they were okay with people waiting in line and sharing stuff and whatever. Is that the type of release that you would consider going, you know what, I might experience waiting in line for two three hours for the chance to get this for something like that that might be the only Maybe. one okay possibly okay and and i i'm not even all in so on that right okay i'm just saying just maybe okay there, there's i love all the beer in the city mm-hmm. there's almost no beer in the city i need to line up and get that's fair i mean and, 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 and i feel a, and I, no 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 not I'm at not all i feel like i feel like that now 
or 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 not. And a lot of times, these beers are things that I can't even drink anyway. Right. And so I, right. again, I'm not I'm not the audience for a lot of that, and I admit that. And that's why I say, anybody who wants to do that, more power to you, please. But a lot of these things that you're going to line up and, and and get is not something that I can drink. Right. And and I used to be that way to where like I don't want to miss out on this because it's going to be a limited thing or it's not going to be around for whatever. But yeah, anymore I'm kind of like there's going to be something else in the city that right. is similar enough to this yeah. that I'm not I don't feel like I'm missing out as much as I used That's to. That's another thing too. There's just so many breweries these mm-hmm. days. Like back it's so then, much good beer too. And even right. Listerman has expanded. They have probably a few more tanks. Mm-hmm. And then they did back in 2015. I'm sure yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, all these places have expanded. So their limited release, quote, is much bigger than it was before. Mm-hmm. It's That's kind of like the, zom- the zombie dust syndrome that we talked That's about. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now it's gathering dust on shelves. It's going out. You know, it's going out of code. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Super sour beers. <laughs> sour. We all went, well, not all of us. Some of us went, you know, Boston uh, through a small part of, of mm-hmm. the podcast. But, man, that, that was such a fun night. It was good. It was, a, it it was, was amazing. It was a really great and time. And it turned out to be Thank a great you. podcast. I was worried that we were just so completely out in left field, right field. We were beyond center. We were all over the place. I and, and I was like, I'm so worried that Joe's going to go, there is not enough on target here for us to do an episode. <laughs> I, to, to, and we're going to have to redo the 100th episode somehow, some way. I'm not going to speak for amazing. Joe, but I, I feel like anybody who listens to Craft Parenting Pod on a regular basis, um, they'll enjoy it. And I feel like Agreed. anybody who uh, is going to listen cl- cross-platform to any of our platforms will enjoy it as well. I would agree. I would agree. So, Joe, do you have any... What, what, what are the next 100 episodes of Craft Parenting Pod going to be like? Like, what are your plans for the future of, of the podcast? Plans for going the yeah. Hopefully yeah. more guests. Nice. All right. All um, right. I think we have the space in the basement, at least. Mm-hmm. We have the, the new house or whatever. The only issue with that is, you know, babysitting. But Yeah. yeah. Um, I think in the next couple episodes, we have quite a few awesome. guests lined up. Cool. Awesome. That's going to be fantastic. Cool. Yeah. We need to figure and out the sun here now during the summer because it's it, beating yeah. on my back and it's yeah, like shining it's like in my face. Like yeah. I'm in kind of the perfect place <laughs> like here, I think, but it's I don't know. We Joe's going to have sunburn on like half of his face and it's yeah. going to be terrible. He's going to be blind in one eye from the yeah. sun going directly into his face. Not on the podcast, a- Marco. I'm sorry I made pizza pinholes with you. Oh, God. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So Joe and Caroline, like they, they made food. Like it was, it was such an amazing oh, yeah. setup. Oh cake and all and, kinds of stuff. And one of the things that they made were these pizza roll-ups that were absolutely delicious, but they had cheese on them. So yeah, and then I went up back. So, yeah. So Joe's like, hey, we actually have some more dough. Can you have this kind of dough? And Marco's like, yeah, that should be fine. And you said, you know, can I make some that don't have cheese? It's basically just going to be, you know, this sauce, this, you know, the this croissant, you know, this roll. And the pepperoni, Marco's like, yeah, sure, that'd be cool, but you know, don't you know, don't make it. Be-. And he was like, no, 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 we we got this. So you made him walk downstairs. <laughs> I, I autopiloted and I put parmesan <laughs> cheese on him, and yeah. Marco's just like, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> oh a, my god, it's it a, a nice thought, but it was. Again, yeah, I, I just yeah. I don't. 
you know, I appreciate everything. I appreciate the hospitality. I also appreciate that uh, somehow we didn't set off the smoke detector for the yeah, good the shit. basement oven. Yeah. If you guys get an opportunity to record at Joe and Caroline at their new place, they have a like a full second kitchen in the basement. Yeah. Including an oven that doesn't vent out anywhere except for into the basement. Have a, so uh, we haven't have turned a, it on. Have them make pizza pe- pinwheels for you. Oh man, <laughs> it was so much fun. It was absolutely amazing. So, plug everything that you can that you want to for your episode, and then. We'll take a break, and if you have time, we'll just get another beer and hang out for a little bit before you have to head out. Yeah. But I want to make sure that you have as much time as you want to say what you want about your podcast, because it's Yeah, awesome. so we are the Craft Parenting Podcast. Podcast about two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a parenting problem. I podcast with my wife, Caroline. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, that's one, two, three. Caroline! And uh, we talk about parenting and Cincinnati craft beer, or any craft beer, mm-hmm. really, but... Um, so we're parents and we like to drink, and uh, we're just trying to get through that. <laughs> we have two little kids, um, so we, we talk about all of our adventures and craft beer and uh, parenting life. Awesome. And where can people find you and your podcast? Everywhere that podcasts, you get podcasts, and we have a website, www.craftparentingpodcast.com. Awesome. And you are Craft Parenting Joe on Instagram? Yes. Craft Parenting Pod on Instagram or Craft Parenting Podcast on Instagram? I don't remember. Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Okay. I know I follow it. Facebook. I don't, you know. Okay. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Awesome. And you're putting all your episodes out on YouTube as well? Yes. Cool. And I've been trying to figure out <laughs> um, video. Oh, my God. It's which, a nightmare. Um, if you I, figure it out, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to do, i trying to do like these solo videos, mm-hmm. but I need something to talk about. Because so. you are afraid of technology. Or no, you're afraid of the future, not technology. I'm afraid of artificial <laughs> intelligence in particular, yeah. And self-driving cars. <laughs> yes. So um, I've had issues recording on all these things. Um, all these, ep- I think the latest episode, um, I was recording in the soundboard plus the computer. Oh, So man. there was like a... An echo that I didn't catch. Gotcha. But um, I'll we figure, love I'll, what you guys are doing. I'll yeah. figure it out one day. All right. Well, thank you so much for showing up. This oh, was yeah. awesome. I'm glad we got to talk about your podcast with you. Yep. Uh, or it would only be better if Caroline would have been here. Face. <laughs> uh, right. We kind of didn't give you a choice. We're like, hey, yeah. if you walk in, you're talking. You're going to yeah, be recorded. Definitely. Everything you I say can it. and will be recorded and held against you. Um, But yeah, good times. Uh, Let's take a quick break, uh, hang out with Joe until he has to head out, get another beer, and we'll get back to talking about a couple more podcasts. Sounds good. All right. All right, we have made it back. Back. Thank you again so much to Joe for stopping by and recapping his own podcast with us. Yeah, a lot of fun. fun. Congratulations again to them on 100 episodes. Thank you again to them for not kicking us out after the first 20 minutes where we were just beyond off track and down so many rancid rabbit holes <laughs> and thank you for the uh, birthday beer yeah thank you so much joe uh caroline don't be too mad at joe for buying us uh buying us lunch yeah yeah all right we have 
three more podcasts to cover, so let's uh, let's start knocking these out. We let's get have on. Um, we have the Brewbound podcast, Cincy Brewcast, and the Weekly Pint. I'm thinking, and let me know your thoughts of doing Brewbound next because that's a national one, one that mm-hmm. we've never talked about before. Yep. Uh, this was their episode that released. I don't, I couldn't find an episode number, but it was released on May the third. Uh, Rheingeist leaders discuss uh, leadership shakeup and their path forward. So if you haven't heard by now, uh, Rheingeist has ousted their CEO. They have a new interim CEO. They're still trying to figure out what they're doing from a leadership perspective. And this podcast uh, had co-founder of Rheingeist, Brian Golding, and interim CEO Adam Bankovic on to, to discuss that. And also kind of right up front, something that you and I talked about in our pre-production meeting, the interview was fine. There were some interesting points, but a lot of it still felt like more of like the, the press release. They right. didn't really get down into the nitty gritty, which I don't. I didn't necessarily expect them to. I, but I wanted them to. I wanted to hear more about the impact and the decisions because Ryan Geis is making that move into being fully employee owned and how the employees played into this and how you know they were taking the. The change, you know, was it the employees that said this, you know, current CEO isn't doing the things we want or was, you know, were the employees involved? This episode didn't talk about it, but it was still a really cool episode to listen to. So uh, I was interested. um, I was interested to listen. Um, And then, yes, I came away with feeling like a lot of journalistic uh inquisitive questions that went deeper um just weren't asked Mm -hmm. and brewbound is a podcast based off of um their industry i'll just call it periodical Mm -hmm. um so these are these are accomplished beer writers i'm I'm certainly not gonna you know in any way say that um the interview was was bad it wasn't it it no it but it was a very, I think it was very easy as far as... They were softball it, questions. Yeah, and, and they were just, let's be honest too, in the sense of if we wanted harder questions with more answers, um, we weren't going to get them from them. No, not no, at this and, point. And everything, not right, at this everything's point still in the new enough. Exactly, exactly. He's still, he's, you know... Um, the interim uh, CEO is uh, still only six months with the company. Right, right. And so they did ask a couple of questions that wanted to get a touch more insight. Mm-hmm. And it really didn't go that far. No. It was It was culture, something that, you know, they noticed right away it was a culture. Um, and they called it the geistiness mm-hmm. or being yep. geisty. Yep, yep. Um, and just leadership being open and being vulnerable and being able to, to convey that, that you are um, a, a listening and sensitive and all of those things are great. Um, but we didn't get into the meat and potatoes about why a change was made and why who they picked was picked and what the person that they picked on an interim basis, and they call it interim with a lowercase mm-hmm. i, um, because it's a working job interview. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if I don't love that term, 
because we're all on a working job interview when we're working. Right. Uh, we're making we, sure that we can do the job we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, and, and periodically you have a touch base and then you have a discussion about performance. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you either know. your role is solidified like, yep, we're going to let you keep doing what you've been doing or doesn't look like this fits and yeah, you know, even you're going to make another. If it yeah. was, even if the interim was dropped and it was just CEO, that's what the last guy was. Sure, right, right, absolutely. And the, the last person's gone. So, so you know, it's it, to me, you know, saying, well, this is a working job interview. Well, they all are. Well, no shit. They all, <laughs> they all are. You have the job. <coughs> Prove you can do the job. Take us in the direction we want to take us. Mm -hmm. By the way, what direction is that? You know, what, what, what direction was it that we were on that we want to change? What direction was it on that we got stalled? What direction was it on that... You know, was the wrong direction. Right. You know, right. I mean, any of those things could have been asked. But I have to say, of these accomplished beer writers, I don't think they were going to get anything. I don't know. I don't. That was not on the original script that mm -hmm. Ryan Geist representatives decided they wanted to put out. Right. Ryan Geist knows exactly what they are and are not going to talk about right now. Because, I mean, what, this is a week-ish? Oh, two weeks, maybe? Old? this news yeah they're not going to delve into the details yet you know they're going to make sure that you know that the stakeholders you know for the company that their customer base aren't going to just scatter and say oh no ryan geist is changing you know ownership everything's you know everything's damned and ryan geist is going to burn to the ground ah whatever they're making sure that they're that the ripples are small enough before they go any deeper than what they already have, even if they do at all. Um, to kind of go back to the very beginning of the podcast, um, I do want to let people know if you start listening to this episode, the first like amazing. 26 minutes or so of Fantastic the, information. Amazing information, but it had nothing to do with Ryan Geist. No. So the first, again, 25, 26 minutes, we're talking about um, some of the their, their brew talks convention that they're doing in Tennessee, I believe it was part they of the hawk craft. They that shit every episode, just to let you. Just know. letting you know, it's it's in there. But they also talked about um, some beer news, like Q one for Boston Twisted beer. Tea, yeah, and and, and Twisted Tea, and they I did really like some of the uh, some of the talking points and comments that they brought up that Jim Cook made about innovation and like the malt beverage scene and, and that type of it's stuff. an industry it podcast and it was amazing to get some of this industry information um boston beer in the first quarter uh posted a nine million dollar loss mm -hmm. um their overall portfolio of beer is just a small fraction of what they actually produce correct um truly was down um twisted tea was up um the um shelf facings the new set is going to have, I think they said a 47% increase in um, space, set space for Twisted Tea. Um, the, Twisted Tea's taking over the world. The, um, the overall category for seltzer is going to shrink in variety mm -hmm. from a shelf uh, perspective. And so, but because Truly is one of the top two brands, they're going to get a little more shelf space. Now, does that mean more sales versus others? Not sure. Um, but the majority of the increase came from uh, the Twisted Key T category and um, 
seltzer, not from beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on, so and Angry in- Orchard as well, a mm-hmm. uh, small uh, portion of that. But the, the Boston Beer Company, beer is like fourth it's on low the on the totem pole, right, right. Yeah, because they're also making the, like, uh, Jack and Cokes mm-hmm. or something. The RTDs. Uh, the RTDs. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it was fascinating information. But that's what you get from an industry podcast, which is what they sure, are. Sure, right. Um, I just wanted to make sure that if people wanted to listen to this episode, which they should. I mean, it, it is a good interview once they get to the Rheingeist part. I still want them to start listening and going, okay, we're like 10 minutes in and no one's mentioned Rheingeist once. Right, it's because um, it's... they it, have Right, they do like the industry news, their own personal kind of talking points about the things that, that impact, you know, Brewbound and, and their... I don't say company, but they're kind of brand directly. And then, again, out of this 56-ish minute episode, it's 26 minutes in before they get into talking to Brian and and Adam. Um, you had already said, you know, Adam was already working at Ryan Geist, but only for six months as their chief commercial officer, uh, doing, like, sales and marketing. So I definitely feel that he might have an idea idea of what's going on with the company from those perspectives but at the same time I feel like being with a company six months how do you know what's needed like you should still be asking and, and who knows maybe this is what he's doing you should still be asking a ton of questions how does this work how does that work what do you do here what do you do here to understand the company before potentially making any changes which again is not something that they went into in this in this uh, episode at all um they 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 did mention that there were conversations with the employees on what they needed from leadership and i don't know if that meant from like the ceo level or just manor uh, managers you know uh vps you know that type of thing what level did they talk to these employees at a lot of the conversation said we talked with leadership. We talked to the leaders of, of the teams. Whereas in previous statements from Ryan Geist about the employee-selected previous CEO, it sounded like employees from every level of the company had a chance to talk to people and really get involved. And I don't know if they did that same thing here. Who, Like you said, who were the people that were making the noise about current CEO isn't doing what we feel needs to be done. What level of employee makes those decisions? And you're, and yeah. you're not getting that from this episode. Well, what's really, what's really cool also is, I mean, for Julie and I being in this area, as long as we have, I mean, Julia, I mean, growing up mm-hmm. here and then, and me spending, um, at this point, almost 20 years here in this market. Um, we got to see Ryan guys start. Mm-hmm. We got to see the the meteoric rise. Uh, there was a lot of things to it, right? Sure, it was the beer, yeah, it was yeah. timing, it was the space, mm-hmm. it was the marketing, it was a lot of things from the beginning. Ryan guys was was meant to be a big business, mm-hmm. and they are. Uh, the fact yeah. that they change a, a you know. A, a CEO uh, is is big, and it's big in the the craft beer space across the country because Rheingeist has grown to be one of the what, 23 largest, like third or 24th, yeah, largest yeah. craft brewery in the United States. Yeah. So this this little this this piece of local news 
is national it's news. Big news, absolutely. It's it's national news in the craft beer scene. So this is really cool that that this is something that big. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do like that the interim CEO, and and again, that's such a weird, stupid title, but it is what it is. <clears throat> Is Either he is or he isn't. And right, right now he is, so just call him the CEO. So, yeah, okay, that, that'll be our truth. The current CEO, I do like that he is a Cincinnati guy. You know, the previous guy was not local. But then at the same time, I always have to remind myself, Rheingeist owners aren't local. No. Like, they are not, they're not in Cincinnati because they grew up here and they love the Cincinnati environment. They came here for other reasons and went, you know what? This would be a perfect place to open up a brewery. And it was. And it, and it absolutely. Still they, is, they made, depending they, on how big you want to be. They made a perfect choice, and I don't, I don't argue with that at all. So part of me, when I think about those things, wonders, is the Cincinnati craft beer community specifically something that makes a CEO that's not local less effective just because you you don't really understand the the community the the culture around cincinnati or does that not play into it at all i don't know that's that's kind of a level of understanding leadership that i will probably never have i'm not sure but it is i I think but it is something that i'd be curious to hear that they didn't that they did not ask in this interview like you know for for ownership being non-cincinnatians how important was it in this change to bring in someone, interim basis or not, however you want to say that, that's, that is local, that understands Cincinnati and the yeah, Cincinnati community they, and the Cincinnati craft beer community. That is, that, that is mentioned in the podcast mm-hmm. that uh, donors of, of Ryan Geist didn't know of him or uh, know him generally uh, mm-hmm. before Ryan Geist even started. Right, right. So it's... You know, there there is a there is something there, um, mm-hmm. and that you know built and and just grew bigger and and found a role that that fit this person. And right. I I like that too sure. from a local sure. perspective. With promote you know, up if you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this or this, promote from within. Yeah. And this city is is putting together a lot of really great uh, beer mines. And what we would benefit from is a lot of great business minds in the beer field. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, that's, that's something that we should look for uh, coming, which is people who've been in the Cincinnati craft beer scene, who've been able to make a go of it, um, or maybe who are on their, their second run mm-hmm. uh, somehow are getting to be in leadership positions at craft breweries around around the city and yeah. to help those businesses grow to not make the same mistakes that maybe they previously made and have been able to successfully navigate or find new new ways and, and new opportunities uh, for these businesses mm-hmm. so you know that's good uh, I yeah. I I don't want to say that uh, this podcast necessarily gives you too much insight as to um, a marketing direction or to a, a beverage direction or anything or even new to, in the pipeline. Or even like you said earlier, what issues they were seeing that they felt they needed a change to resolve. Like you're, re- you're not getting any of that from this. 
No, but I think what but you're going to come away good. from it is um, a, a positive feeling. If you didn't yeah, already yeah, have yeah, it, yeah. that you know that Ryan Geis is going to be always thinking about how to be better, and it it does stem from their core beliefs, which. Uh, you know, it's it, it certainly be geisty. Be geisty, <laughs> yes, and it has an employee focus to it as well. Right. Um, we really don't have a ton to touch on because because again, they really didn't go in depth into a lot of things. But Mark and I obviously have a decent amount of opinions about it. It's just not an episode that involves us to go into a forty-minute dissertation on. Although we're probably halfway 30 there. We're probably about halfway there. So I'll just kind of end this part of the recap with two other touch points from the episode. Uh, Listen to Adam's old man yells at cloud moment in this episode. Yes. <laughs> that was that was pretty fun. And also, you learn through their conversation that there is no I in CEO. That's yeah. Yep. That's good that's 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 good English right there. It is very good English, but there is an I in interim. It just depends on if it's uppercase or lowercase, right. I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, Mark, I guess we already covered that neither of us have anything else. For the no, Brewbound well, we podcast, we keep talking about how we don't we have could, anything. Yeah, more. and then yeah, and that's what makes our recaps go on for like five thousand times longer than they need to. Next, do you want to talk about the weekly pint or the Cincinnati Brewcast? All right, so we cheers, cheers and we cheers. say that wrong. The Cincinnati Brewcast, the Cincy Brewcast. Where is the gnome? We need a for, producer. We are we are severely. I lacking. don't know. I I swear I'm I thought he was going to show up. I'm telling you. I don't know. Letting us down. He would have been directly in the he beam of the sun, He would have been He would have been sweating dead. his ass yeah. off. <laughs> With all that black that he wears yeah, and all that, yeah. yeah. Sweating his maybe, ass off. Maybe that's why. Maybe he knew. Maybe he's like, you know what? I could show up there, but I'm going to be sitting in the sun if sweating I show my ass up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Cincy Brewcast. All right. This is Season 9, Episode 3, Is It Even Still Beer? Featuring two of his best guests ever. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I agree. He kind of hesitated a little, a little too long. No, before. I agree. Two of the best guests no. ever, no, uh, featuring uh, yours truly, Julia and Marco. Yeah, uh, and we drank like six or seven non-alcoholic too many. beers. Too many. I, I agree with that. It was, it was an interesting experience, and we're not going to have a lot to talk about on this, just because we're talking about ourselves, talking about stuff, and that's just always weird. So, as far as the beers go, you can listen. You can find out what we drank. It, there was a, a variety of non-alcoholic beers, by the way. There's a, it's because uh, Higher Gravity Summit Park has a variety of non-alcoholic yeah, beers. Yeah. If, if it's probably one of the bigger NA beer selections that I've seen at places, especially because you can get them as singles as well. Yeah. And you're not forced into buying a four-pack, a six-pack, if you're not sure if it's, it's a, going to hit that it's mark It's a good for variety. You. It really yeah, is. Yeah. And I mean, we can, you can listen to the podcast and decide whether we felt they tasted good or not, or what our, you know, what I think our I see like 13 favorites are. It's, right. It's quite a good selection. Right. And um, I mean, I'm I, glad, I, I don't want to do a two minute review no. of a 50 minute podcast, no. but there, we can really sum this up pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, and to, 
to not make it a two-minute review <laughs> of a podcast. I won't yet. Okay. I Sum mean, it up I mean, I, I have notes, so I mean, we can we can drag this out a, a little go. bit. Our notes match. Um, they were they really do. The first thing that you well, one of the first things that you learn in this episode are believe it or not, women are allowed to drive. Yeah. And make decisions. Shocker. We're allowed to have opinions and make decisions. I support all of that. Yeah, and, and Gnome does too. I mean, if, if you didn't get it from the conversation, it was a joke, but... Yeah, went over your head. It was the highest level of comedy. It really was. It really was. Uh, we, ta- we went over what tasters are called in German, uh-huh. or in Germany, because, you know, Steins are a thing, so what's a taster? Uh, let's see, what else is there here? We... We tried to talk a little bit about how NA beers are made because apparently a lot of that... It's like five different methods. Well, and a lot of those are still kept really like close to the chest of the people that make them. They don't give you a lot of detail or information about how they make their NA beers, which I don't understand why... I don't know either. I don't know. I, mean, if you, I, I, I don't understand If you made why, the information like, more readily available, easier to share and, you know, the... the it's one of those things where if if the knowledge is out there and the equipment's out there and more people are doing it, all the costs come down. Right, and then we can right. have a, a real uh, an push, actual an actual push <laughs> for the for the industry to try and you Make know, a beer that create like a beer. and innovate and, and taste the way, you know, somebody wants it to taste. All it takes is a few smart people um, to to actually find that, you know, and. Um, do you, do you think, and I, this just popped into my head, so this I have no, I have like two seconds worth of thought on this question. Do you think some of the big kind of beer baron innovators from that, that like Bruce guys have talked to would have, if they were still fully active in the brewing industry, Fritz Maytag, you know, Jack McCall, stuff like that. Do you think that if they were still as involved today as they were kind of in their heydays, whether they knew it or not, would have figured out some way of making an NA beer that that hits all those points that, and I'm not going to reveal them on this recap because it is a good episode to listen to, the things that we felt were missing or things that weren't exactly the same from a regular beer, do you think that some of these original innovators I think could have put could I, have us a little farther along in this process? I think it's an interesting thought, but I think they were so wrapped up in trying to make sure that they accomplished their original pursuit, which mm. the original pursuit was putting out great quality beer sure, sure. on a small scale sure. and making it something that would make you want to have their beer versus uh Big beer, and I think right, so. It's right. it's a wave, right? I oh, think well, so, for sure. So I but think I'm that just trying wave, to say, like, take like I don't those... think they I don't think they thought about it for a second. Well, no, and and I don't think they ever did either. But what but what I was thinking is, you you pick them up out of the out of their their moment in time, so they know everything that that made them successful, whether you know history remembers it or or not. So all the things where they're like, we were able to dial this in and figure out how to do this, and we were successful doing this. They're still at the top of their games. And you transplant them to today to where it's, okay, you're, you've already checked all your boxes. You've already 
succeeded where you wanted to succeed, there's this non-alcoholic, I don't want to call it a craze, but this non-alcoholic um, subset of the, the beer community, do you think that the, the things they were able to, to figure out to make beer what it is today, could that have been that extra, like, do we have the same innovation today? I think we do, but I think it's, I, it's I, different. I, think, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's the weird. innovation is, is growing at light speeds faster than it ever was when they were around. That's ever. fair, yeah. That's because fair. Because they had to create the innovation. And now this what's is happening is there's so many businesses but again, they, they had around the innovation. That. So, so could, could that mindset have pushed the N.A. stuff to be a little bit better than what it is now? I don't, I don't know. I like, think, like I said, it was I one of those thoughts of what I said that... On, I don't remember if it was our podcast or. It could have been any I think number it, of podcasts. I think it was our podcast, but essentially what I'm saying, or my thought on that is, we're at the right time with the, the right brewers, with the right, you know, people in labs, mm-hmm. um, with equipment, with yeast, with the way that grain is malted. I think we're at the right time to where over the next five to ten years we're going to see amazing advancement in the way that beer is actually produced and for a small scale producer and i i think but none of that would have happened without the the build the slow burn of what jack and fritz Mm -hmm. and you know everybody around that area started that makes you know, sense. and then the the jump start or, or the 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 new injection of, of passion and wave of, of brewers and people that want to be in this industry. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that's what we're I think that's what we're in for. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be amazing. I, the the innovations that we're still seeing with. Beer, even in the last just couple of years, you know, cryo hops and you know the so many different things. So much stuff. That and and that's not to say people aren't going to do it the the tried and true traditional method. I'm just saying I I think that things are going to come out that are going to try or or that are going to be able to make all this gonna effort. Break those limits that currently yeah. exist. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yes, yeah, so if you are interested in thoughts on non-alcoholic beer and a pretty decent discussion about it listen to the latest episode of Cincy Brewcast and uh, I I don't know I feel like there is a slight uptick in the amount of podcasts that are coming out that are talking about non-alcoholic beers as Joe alluded to so definitely keep an eye out for that one uh, next week as well was there anything else about Cincy Brewcast that you think we need to, to touch on nah no that was that was my half ass like oh like i started and then went oh i'm like halfway into this liam thing and then it just yeah yeah i didn't i didn't yeah. do it on purpose i i, I didn't have him come over <laughs> on purpose no we don't we don't need him over here he causes nothing but trouble uh let's move on to the last thing that we're going to talk about this week okay the weekly bind yep yeah we have always said that the cutoff for our listening to podcasts is they have to be out before the weekly pint is out and now that the weekly pint is a podcast 
makes it a little trickier because technically the podcast comes out later than the weekly pint itself. But I think that we're still keeping our cutoff for those episodes to be when the weekly pint originally airs on Facebook and Twitch and right. um, OnlyFans, uh, uh, OnlyFans and YouTube. So typically nine thirty ish on a Monday. This was episode one hundred and sixty eight. Beer news, brewery news, and excuses to drink together. And oh my God, poor gnome. He needed an excuse to drink with people. Yeah, he was, he was struggling. I mean, <laughs> there were there were some technical late challenges. And there were some technical challenges. And yeah, that just that happens, man. It, it it does, and I feel that the core group of of people that are there week in and week out for the weekly pint still look at it as just getting together with friends, hanging out, and, and virtually drinking together and not something that has to be perfectly produced or perfectly put on. If there are weird video issues or sound issues or what have you, none of us care. Like, we're just like, you know what? It, it'll, if, it doesn't, it, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But we still had a few minutes to chat with each other and, and all that. But things got sorted out. Noma, you know, kicked a couple things and... And bashed a couple things with hammers, and the video and audio came back, and everything was was great. And it really wouldn't be the weekly pint without some chaos. Yeah. Like, I think that if everything That's... worked perfectly from the minute he started, it wouldn't be the same, you know? That's his, that's his word. <laughs> that's his word, chaos. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's his word. I will say that uh, Elijah said that he was having some McBrayer bourbon, to which no mention, you know, the bottle that he still has. And he's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to open it. I don't know what the rules are. Dude, just call them up. Reach out to them and say, hey, do you need me to return this? Or can I open it and enjoy this? <laughs> like, just ask. Just ask. Otherwise, it's going to torture him on his bar yeah. until the end of time. Just reach out and say, hey, I still have this. Would you like me to, to return it? Or how would you like, you know, this to be handled? Take the guesswork out of it. Put it in my belly. There we go. There we go. Uh, let's see. We talked about how uh, he should hire Wooden Cast to be the next producer, David. Because <laughs> they are always. Well, not always. I need to rephrase it. They never disappoint him with what they put out. He is always satisfied with what he gets from Wooden Cask, so therefore, they would be the perfect producers. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. The drunk line number might change. Yeah. I might have to update that contact. Oh, no. Same here. Actually, Same here. If, the way, if the way it's going to change, I'll just need to put a, like a, like a, slash, a slash for yeah. a current contact I already have. Yeah, so I know he said he wasn't going to put it to his personal number and, like, put that out into the universe, but, I mean, fuck it, I'm going to do it. So the new drunk line number is going to be Gnome's personal cell phone number, which is 513-867-5309. So put that in your contacts right now, and uh, we'll see if there are any consequences for uh, for me kind of there putting that out into the pots. Way to go, Julia. Yeah, you know, sometimes I like to live dangerously. Did I ever tell you about the very first time I texted did i text or did i leave a voicemail on the drunk line and had like the worst like social anxiety panic moment really? of my life 
<laughs> yeah, and it wasn't because of what I left. So I don't, I don't know what I thought. I just thought that it went into like, like a Google voice, like voicemail kind of black hole. And, you know, he would listen to it or read it if it was a text or, you know, whatever. And they just kind of comment on it on either an episode or social media, but it was just something like it was before we had ever met anything like that. Well, like not 10 minutes later, he responded back like as a text, like, oh, it was about like COVID. And I was, you know, I wonder what Humble Monk's going to do because they're pretty new and they're pretty small. They're not canning, what, blah, blah, blah. And like, it was just like that immediate response. And I'm like, oh God, did I bother him? Did I, <laughs> did I, oh no, what, I don't know what the social norms are for this, but I didn't expect there to be this like immediate like conversation thing going on. I thought I was kind of speaking into like this little black hole. <laughs> and that, that wasn't the case, but um yeah, and now look where we are. <laughs> yeah, he has your address. And he oh just God, he randomly sends me clickers. Yeah, randomly sends you things. <laughs> it happened once, and it was it was amazing and hilarious. Oh my God! But yeah, so keep an eye out for uh, for the drunk line number to call. And I think more people need to leave more messages on the drunk line outside of Weekly Pint. I agree. You know, I think that there needs to be more interaction. Uh, I mean, I could leave more, but <coughs> I think I think you, you could. I think we might talk enough for the you, right. I, I know for I, the fan entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I try to I try to you know do the chat on uh, on the weekly pint to just you know be part of the conversation. But I'm like, I talk enough as is. No one needs to hear me call in and and say even more words than I already do. Uh, let's see. What are some of the things that we talked about? Fabled Brew Works. Yeah. We mentioned this in our calendar episode. They have an open date June the 1st. An estimated, or they're, they're planning on potentially up to 23 different, I'm not going to say beers because some of them are meads, 23 different beverages potentially on their tap list. And that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. Uh, but it sounds awesome. I don't know why I am so excited about them opening. Like, I don't... Really Good for know, you. I don't really know a ton about most of the people involved. It's in Erlanger. It's not like it's something that's super close to my house. I'm like, oh, my God, I can walk there. But there's just something about the the branding, I think, that they're putting onto their brewery that just makes me go, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait for this place to open, and I hope that it is beyond successful and we don't have that much longer to, uh, to wait. Now that I know that... Uh, that uh, Jimmy the Duck, the Duck, the Duck owner, the Duck caretaker, Longbottom is uh, going to be involved. Exactly. I mean, there there better be ducks. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you said there that. There better be. You said that in the point ducks. five. Well, technically, you said it, but I wrote. I said it. <laughs> yes, you wrote it. I didn't know which one of us was going to say it, but I thought that it would be uh, it'd be pretty fun. Uh, let's is see. Is he Jimmy Long Duck? Is that Jimmy Long Duck? <laughs> well, Jimmy Longbottom. Longbottom. Yes. Yes, yes. I think maybe I'll wear my Longbottom Bird Ranch shirt the first time I go down there. Just to, just to show my support. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, founders. Fuck them. Not going to talk about them. Hopefully it's the beginning of their demise. So we'll... Uh, yeah, I'm good with that. They, they kind of get shoved into the same uh, the same bucket as Brewdog to me. And I don't need to say any more about that. I'll let you say more about that if you want to, Marco. But, uh, but no, I'm... I'm not participating in uh, in that conversation, and no. I'm anybody happy. who wants to know what we're talking about, listen listen to the weekly pint, mm-hmm. or 
look at or look for recent founders news. Yes. You can find it on, you know, the, the Googles, yeah. the internets, yep. Twitters. I think maybe even uh, uh, the aforementioned Kate Bernat might have put something out about it. It could be somebody else. Okay. Um, but yeah. But it's um, not like any, it, you don't have to dig hard at all to find reasons to not be a fan of right the ownership group and stuff and i think that gnome did said don't this be very, racist pretty much yeah don't be racist yeah, just period just and stop period. saying racist things on a microphone on tv as well oh my god i, I uh, it, 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 hmm, hmm. just stop and think before you open your goddamn mouth or you know or here's just, what's pretty easy if you don't say it regularly, it's not going to accidentally slip uh -huh. out of your mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not how I talk. That's not how I think. Well, then why the hell would you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 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 <laughs> yes. Anyway, on to, well, I was going to say on to, you know, better news, but this isn't. This isn't better, but it's a different kind of thing. Uh, a different kind of bad news? A different kind of bad news. Uh, Bramari. Yeah. Uh, ceasing to be a thing. Not that that's necessarily local. Not that that really not. impacts our community other than... It was beer that was being brought in locally. Yeah. I, I like enjoyed it. what I had from them, but, yeah. you know, it. it is what it is. So you can listen to... Uh, it's very interesting that the new ownership group didn't want to continue with the old name. Yeah. They wanted to rebrand, rename. That's interesting. Right. Hmm. 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 Uh, another interesting thing is when a, a, not staple brand, but when a brewery decides to completely change the style of, was, was Ermel a core beer for Warped Wing? Or was it just... I don't know. Like he, was, he, was maybe, he was way more... Um, uh, Passionate about... Uh, yeah, he was way this. more, you know, just emotional about it than I gave yeah. you know, any yeah. care about. But it's not, that, it's not that I don't... It's not that I don't care. It's just that it was never anything that I would have regularly and, you know, do whatever you want with your sure. brand, sure. whatever. But, you know, he... He has an emotional connection to it, and, and now it's fine. changed. Yeah. Uh, but those, those have been happening this year. And most of the time, the reaction has been the same. Yeah. Which is they're, the, the public's just not happy about it. No, no. And, they'll, and the public either kind of just <laughs> grumbles and groans, but then shrugs their shoulders and, you know, continues to yeah, buy whatever. Yeah, you can't whatever. get the old one. No. I mean, no. going forward, you're not going to be able to get what you used to have. Right, right. So, I mean, so. drink it or don't drink it. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Only other thing that I really had, because, again, we, <coughs> we don't want to, to over-recap some of these like we typically tend to do. So, yeah, and, we're I mean, we're, we're, we're already, we already had like very, very long you know, discussion with Joe, uh, which was freaking fantastic. And to avoid this being a two-hour-long episode about four podcasts, we'll, uh, we'll just kind of wrap this one up with uh, there was some talk again again about something that doesn't directly impact Cincinnati craft beer or the craft beer community as much. Highwire is opening a Tiki Speakeasy at their bar down in, in Asheville. So I think that's cool. That's fun. I think it's an interesting spin on the brand. You know, I try to compare it to, you know, is it sort of like what the Nine Giant Fermentorium is? Right. 
same-ish, well, I don't say same place. They're, you know, separate build, not buildings. They're, they're separate locations right around the corner from each other. I, if you're but, an employee the there, term, you can get from one to the other, can't you? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm assuming so. I would hope, I would really hope so. I, I think if you're an employee there, you can get from one to the other. But you, if you're a, a, a guest or a customer. You have to go outside and just like around the corner. Uh, but, but the connection that I was trying to make with you know, high wire and the Tiki, Tiki Easy, I think it was called. It was kind of a weird name for what they were doing. It just, and I mean, good for them. Like that, that would be cool. That'd be neat if it takes off and somehow high wire is able to do a similar thing here in Norwood. Time will tell, I guess. Have you been there yet? No, not yet. I haven't. Either. Not yet. I have seen the pictures of the fretboard, ta- uh, not tapering, the patio that they just finished, and that's looking pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Um, they uh, mentioned on a podcast that we're going to be talking about next week, the Go Beer Cats podcast, that it was kind of interesting going to High Wire, which is open even though so much construction is still going on with the rest of the place. Like, you know, if you want to go and watch, you know, construction people, you know, work, cool might be your place for yeah. now. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds like... Well, we'll see. Not... What I, I I like I like watching uh, construction equipment like big uh, machines and stuff. So Vincent I, does I'm too. Kind of, oh, it's so awesome. oh, he likes watching. It's it. awesome. I will sit there and just watch a a bulldozer, a digger, or whatever, just do its thing. Who do we have on our podcast that they would take their kid to go watch construction equipment? Was that Mike Stokes? Uh, oh shoot, who was take that? their kid to just watch construction right. equipment? It might have been Mike. Yeah. I think it was Mike. I think Stokes. it was Mike. Yeah. Yeah. That might. It's that, cool. It's that awesome. would be perfect. We, Mike, we need he you could back. Go, he could go and do that. And yes. Kid could do, and yes, we need Mike, yes. Mike back as well. Mike, so. Mike, you listen to the pod. Yeah, hit you know up. where we are? Show up on a Tuesday. We'd love to have you yeah. back. Or hit us up. We'll let you know what we listen to and we can uh, recap podcasts. Absolutely. That's all that we have to talk about today as far There's as. Can't, as far, it can't it, be. There's dude, no we can, way. We can make up some more stuff. That's what we did for two hours. Oh, yeah. We can make it more stuff for even more time if you want. Or we can let the nice people go on with their day. <laughs> now I'm dying. All right. Well, Marco, was there anything else uh, that we needed to talk about besides the things that we just talked about? I saw a stat from um, Craft Brewers Association in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. about how many breweries have already closed in the first quarter of this year. Okay. Just now, in the UK? Just in the UK. And... Now, I don't have a stat for that for the United States, but long story short, I think you get the message. Go out, support your local craft beer businesses. Mm-hmm. These places employ people, some full-time, some part-time. Mm-hmm. Some of them get their car payment. Some of them pay their, you know, their, their electric bill. Some of them, this is their full-time job. Some of them, this is their career. Right. Get out there and support these businesses. Yes. And if you want them to be around, spend your money there. Because once it's too late and you say, well, I never went or I never got to go there or I wish I got to go there. Don't wait until they say they're closing their doors to say, oh, well, I'm going to go now. Those last ditch efforts. Yeah. I know you mean well, but they're not going to save. And. And openings yeah. are fun. Openings are happening. Sure. We talked about openings coming up, and that's fantastic. There are more openings on the way. Uh, and 
There's more really fun, exciting stuff as places that have opened open recently start to really um, get into their groove mm-hmm. and just so. But the big thing is get out and support these places. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's really all I have to say. Um, right. Support your local craft beer podcasters as you know we ask you to do, and uh, please, you know, let us uh, let us know what what you think, and and hopefully you like it. And, um, you know, do, do all the things. Julia, tell them all the things. I will tell you all the things. If you like what we've done tonight, tell a friend. First and foremost, just tell people about our show, and that helps out immensely. If you want to take it a step farther, you can like, subscribe, rate, review, share on all of your accounts, do, do all of those other things. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We are at Truth Beer Pod pretty much everywhere. All of our episodes, uh, audio episodes, are posted to YouTube. We also do some video content over there on occasion. We haven't done one in a while, but, uh, again, we're working on figuring out better scheduling and and ideas and stuff like that for that. Send us an email if there's something that you want to let us know about, but you don't want to put it on social media, truthbeerpod at gmail.com. If you want to support us on an even higher level, go to truthbeerpod.com. All of our social media links are there, as well as links where you can monetarily donate to us to buy us a pint while we're recording or to pay for things like podcast hosting, website hosting. Those things are coming up again because uh, we are we are getting close to, to doing this for two years now, and those services uh, are not free, or at least the ones that we use are not free because we want to try to give you guys the, the best quality that, that we're able to. Other than that, Marco. Julia. What are you going to be doing next Tuesday? Be here at Higher Gravity recapping all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from this week and the ones we told you from last week that we're going to cover. So cheers. Sounds good. Cheers, man. We'll see you guys next week.